0: You read the Bible, Greg, talking to me. I'm a long sample, so Keep up. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal.
1: Well <laughs> So what
0: you want? Jesus freak. I got a bad feeling about this. The guy with the plan. Each and every man under my command owes me one hundred natural scouts. Let's not see pictures, eh? Oh, wow. Thank you for that.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Film and Loathing Podcast for Sunday, April 26, 2020. This is episode number 69. And I'm Jake. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Coming up this week, we have a review of John Apatow's classic, Knocked Up. We'll also talk about some of the things that we watched this week and whatever else comes up along the way. So thanks for downloading. Thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you with us. How are you guys doing this week?
0: Good. I'm just really glad we Not made it mad. to episode 69.
1: I know. Moving along.
0: I think... This is all I've been waiting for, and I think after this one, I I, I can call it.
1: You're tapping out. <laughs> I'm
0: tapping out. This is we've had a good run, guys. This has been it, though.
1: That is pretty impressive, honestly. Did you think you'd make it to 69?
0: Dude, I thought we would stop at like 20. You think so? <laughs> I thought we would. I thought eventually what would happen is everything would have gotten so unorganized. That it just would have stopped, but then everything kept going, and I was like, "Well, shit, let's see how long we can make this last."
1: I, know, I mean, I still that think it's pretty. That Chris has been waiting since episode twenty. To call it, like, <laughs> Chris has basically just been waiting for the rest of us to just bow out, and then he's just gonna be like, "Oh." Like every I'm week, he gets, every week he gets invites somewhere, and he's like. I'm not sure. I'm on a podcast. We might be dropping out soon. I don't know. I'll get back to you. Listen, but we've so far, we've
0: held on pretty strong. So, like, am I going to say that I could be ready to bow out next week? No, I'm not going to say that. But if we did, would I be surprised? No.
1: I'd be surprised.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah. We've got too
1: many running jokes going now.
0: So far, so good. And we Great. also
1: literally do nothing else. It's true. If I don't talk about yeah. all the movies I watch, then it's just sad.
0: And you're just watching movies?
1: This is just, just an Watching excuse.
0: a lot of movies. This is just an excuse to justify our already rolling actions.
1: Yeah, exactly. And let's be honest, if we didn't have the podcast, Chris would not watch a lot of movies. Or he wouldn't. He watch already does. And we have the podcast certain types of movies he wouldn't watch
0: certain types of movies for sure i, w- I got four things to talk about this week i'll have you know
1: Whoa. hey me too
0: <laughs> so i'm not i'm spoiler not spoiler alert
1: I'm, one of them is married at first sight is what at first sight oh no married don't, at first dude. sight
0: why are you going down this rabbit hole, Zach?
1: Is that a reality it starts show? Off, you...
0: Yeah, it starts off with 90 Day Fiance, and then it goes to Married at First Night. Next thing you know, you're watching that show about the people uh, on Netflix that
1: um, can't
0: have sex. Hard, quick, quick hard question.
1: Quick question about 90. Days Not gonna to lie to you. you, I've thought about it. <laughs> What's surprised. it called? Nin... It's oh, a rabbit 90... Hole. 90... Is it 90 Day Engagement? What's it called? 90, 90 Day Fiance. Fiance. 90 Day. okay all those memes that you see about like the disheveled fat guy and the chinese woman is that from that show again yeah that's from that oh okay okay technically that one is before the 90 days so it's like they're trying to decide if they are going if he's going to propose so does one season follow a couple no it follows probably like five or six which oh, so just jumps around to different people, and Big Ed just happens to be one of five stories. Yep. Are there clearly some that are better than others? Or are they all pretty good? Um, I mean, they all have their own challenges. A lot of them, they all have things about them that are interesting. Now, are these like, people, for example? Go ahead. What's your question? Oh, I was just gonna say. So just correct me if I'm wrong but the premise of the show right is is that these people are from outside of the country and you have 90 days to capitalize on some sort of visa to then marry them.
0: Yeah.
1: Correct. Do these people like realize how hard it is to just actually marry for citizenship?
0: Yeah, you have to go through like a whole like yes, interview process and everything, right?
1: Yeah, like I have some These friend- people These people end up paying, like, tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, I know a couple currently going that route, thinking it was super easy, and it's, like, been over two years.
0: And the process is still going? Oh, yeah. It's almost like they don't want people from other countries to become U.S. citizens or something. It's It's crazy.
1: It's almost like that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, if it was easy, like... That would kind of defeat the purpose. Totally you just bring anyone it just, over that you wanted. That's true. It's just weird that, that to make a reality show off of that given how hard it is. I mean they they talk very openly on the show about how difficult it is. Okay. So it's just about is this true enough love that it's worth the difficulty? Right. A lot of it, spoiler. Well, alert, a lot of it doesn't go through. Okay. Yeah, because
0: half of these people are fucked, dude. Like, they're all...
1: That's awesome. why you Not watch.
0: A lot of them are super shitty, like... Wait,
1: and this is all just, like, blind dates, right? Yeah. They just they just meet these people up. The producers just meet these people up, and then you get 90 days. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They... These people have been, like, talking to these people yeah, online existing for, like... Yeah, they're pre-existing relationships. Sometimes years. Oh, Okay.
0: I see, I see. And, and then they meet and it's just like
1: Married at First Sight is exactly what you just described. That people could be who interesting. People who've never met each other. There's people who have never met each other and that they get legally <laughs> binded <laughs> with each other. There's one Dude, that's, gotta that's be coming good. out on
0: Fox. I don't know if you guys have seen the commercials for it, but it's like this woman is wanting to have a baby so she has, like, a, a Flavor of Love-style competition, Bachelor-style competition, to see who the person that's going to have a baby with her is. going to
1: fuck—oh, my God. Th- what? Yeah. What is this called?
0: I have no idea, but it's going on Fox. Like, it's going on national television. This it's sounds be- like one of those shows that a, a movie would make fun of for being I that show.
1: I hope it's something along the lines of, like, Let's Make a Baby Daddy or— Something along those lines. Uh, Who wants to be a baby daddy? <laughs> That's
0: a good question. Hold on, let me look right now.
1: Okay, so this show... It sounds 90- like how... Can can I find these shows, 90 Day Fiance and Love and Marriage at First Sight, on Netflix?
0: Labor of Love.
1: Uh, you can find them on Hulu. Oh, they're on Hulu. Oh, I gotta put that Hulu subscription to use.
0: It's, now called, it's called "Labor of Love,"
1: by the way. That's, what? That's a terrible name.
0: Yeah, but that's what they decided to go with. Like, it sounds absolutely
1: horrible. That's that's a stupid name.
0: I don't think I'm. I, I can't. I can't condone watching that. Zach, 98 Day Fiance, I can kind of understand because like the thing is, is that three of the, like they do like three relationships per season, right? Three or four.
1: The last season had like five.
0: Oh my gosh. I can stand probably one of the relationships out of the five that go on during a season. The other three, four, they're just so boring. Like, you look at these people and you're like, how can you be so stupid?
1: I don't, I'm sorry. We must watch a different show because I don't think any of it is boring. It's so boring, dude, because it's so
0: repetitive <laughs> over and over again. Just You know, one person does something that pisses the other person off. That person smacks them in the chest or throat, pushes them away, walks away, and as the cameras follow, the person goes, Oh, don't follow me. I just want to be alone. Don't follow me. And then <laughs> they go off and then they just had a couple shots of them sulking while sitting down in a chair or something, hand on their forehead.
1: Is something like 90 Day Fiance... You need to watch there, um, like Something like 90 Day F- Is there you, some... You need to watch... What's it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Go ahead. I was oh, looking just, at something. Sorry, I lost my train of uh, thought. The show like 90 Day Fiance, is there some sort of, like a prize or anything that you get if you decide to get married? Or is it just simply no. camera is following these couples?
0: We'll pay for your... Well, there has to be some sort of benefit to them, or else they wouldn't do it.
1: I think they get, like, $15,000. Just for participating? That's not yeah. bad. That's not bad at all. Dude, when you see thing, some of these, you're like, that's not enough. There's some cases where they've never even seen each other before. In person, yeah. Um, there was one and she like from Spain. Yeah. And this girl had like never um had never video chatted with him or like spoke to him on the phone. Yeah. She was going to Spain to meet him. And he ended up being real and legit, but the result's not what you expect.
0: <laughs> 90 Day Fiancé, and then all of a sudden the guys from Catfish pop up at the same time. Just Yeah. <laughs> what? This is crazy.
1: <laughs> That's another I could, show I love.
0: There's only one part of uh, 90 Day Fiancé that every single time I love. And it's whenever the family gets involved of one of these
1: people. Oh, yeah.
0: When the family gets involved, then I'm just like, oh, dang. Like, there's no way they approve of this. There's no way any sane Have person you
1: seen the episodes...
0: approve
1: of this. Have you seen the episodes with the the r- Russian
0: the, guy? I haven't seen the Russian guy, no.
1: So, it, technically, like, so they, it's, it's in after the 90 days, like, happening. Or whatever, but like it follows couples from 90 Day Fiance that chose to get married. And like, there's this one couple, and like, he's very, very, very Russian, and he like hates his wife's family, hates them. Dude, I can't.
0: I don't think you could do that. I don't think that if somebody absolutely loathed my family and they did not hold back that they loathed my family, that I don't think I could be with that person.
1: Dude, have you, you seen Have you seen the episode with Pedro and Chantel?
0: Pedro and Chantel. She's the one who like lied to her family saying that they were following her around to cover something else. Yeah. No, I've seen a couple of those ones. Elisa, Dude, no, Elisa she lied and said he
1: season. was on a. He was on a student visa. Yeah. Really it was a marriage visa.
0: And she pulls her family together, and then she's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm getting married in, like, a couple of days. And then the brother right. is just like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting involved yeah, in Yeah, that's the one. Like him. Yeah, I've seen
1: They, them. like, they act- actively, like, hate each other's family. I,
0: I never saw any interaction with her and his family. Only him with her family but like, I can't... Yeah, it's
1: in like, the after 90 days stuff.
0: Is that like, a different TV show, or is that in the same show?
1: It's like, the same people, it's just a different version of that show.
0: But it's like, it's still a same so like, like show. So like, these people
1: have already... Yeah, they've decided to be married, so now we're, they follow them after. It's called like, after the 90 days, something like that.
0: Uh, they're milking this for all they can, dude.
1: Is it worth it? After the 90 days is good. Is it worth uh, going through all the seasons? I mean, there's a lot. Seven of them. Is It'll it worth keep it? you busy for a while. Have you seen them all, Zach? I've seen a good chunk of them. Oh, you've only watched the new ones. I've only seen, like, there's a lot that Amy watched that I just saw some of. And then there's, like, a few seasons that I actually saw, like, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And Big Ed is the new season, the one that's currently on right now. I haven't seen any episodes with Big Ed because it's currently on television. But I just know that he's in it. Oh, I see. Very cool, very cool.
0: Big Ed seems wild, though.
1: Fuck it. Go on his Instagram.
0: He has an Instagram? Is it called, is it Big Ed? Is oh, that, yeah, yeah.
1: You could probably find it by searching there. What? Is it crazy? Yeah, he's it's just called. He's a weird guy. This, he's
0: verified. He's verified. Big Ed. This is, is, his, uh, yeah, this,
1: this his is Big Ed. Is, this is Big Ed. Nice. A lot of videos. Oh, A man. lot of videos.
0: One Christmas, one Halloween, he was Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How does that make you feel?
0: Uh, you know what? I'll will let him have that. <laughs> he gonna have that one.
1: No Hey, pictures. what's up? Uh, Big Ed here. How's it going? Hey, um, I must have some of his uh pro baller power drinks. I use. If I didn't drink these, I couldn't get through my cameos, so I just want to give a shout-out to Tress, Sietis, Brad. You rock, dude. And he's tall. And I normally don't like tall people, but he's a good guy. Anyways, um... I normally I'll don't like tall people. Um, <laughs> what a weird thing to say.
0: I gotta say, though, this man's dedicated to the gram. He's posted so many things. He's all over this.
1: Yeah, he's he went blowing through- up. He's got to.
0: He went through a black and white phase.
1: Dude, I I think I, he's a professional photographer, so maybe that's what it was.
0: Is he like being paid to sponsor, like a sponsorship and all that now?
1: I don't I don't know.
0: He's verified, I'd imagine he's making some money from this. He seems to be a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, he's big Ed. Of course he's a big deal. <laughs> My gosh. See, Chris, this is what you could strive towards if you really applied yourself.
0: Dude, hold on one way. <laughs> 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 oh gosh, that's how.
1: <laughs> that's
0: how you become internet famous.
1: Dude, there's a picture of him in a bathing ape t-shirt.
0: <laughs> what the heck oh gosh awesome yeah i don't know if i can back big ed i'm sorry guys oh speaking of big ed a meme just came up with him in it
1: there you go he's a fucking meme dude
0: He's a big deal let sent me a meme he's with a big meme ed man. she sent me two memes with big ed and nah. it you guys
1: see that one? No.
0: He's on one side, and then on That's the a other. Nice side, glare. He's on one side, and the other side is a. Uh, yeah, let me see if I can turn. If I turn the brightness down, does that help? No.
1: Nope. <laughs> no, now I can see his myself. Uh, so <laughs> <well>, there we <laughs> go. <dang. laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> That's pretty good. It's that <laughs>
0: woman from Mulan, the one who helps her try and find a. Uh, try and find a, a husband.
1: That's a matchmaker.
0: Good. Yeah. Gosh,
1: that is good shit. I'm (sighs) loving it. All right. Well, you guys want want to talk some Knocked Up here? Let's do
0: it. Let's
1: get Knocked Up. Let's get fucked up, dude. All right. So, uh, Knocked Up is written and directed by (coughs) Judd Apatow and stars Seth Rogen, Katherine Heigl, Paul Rudd, Jason Segel, Leslie Mann, uh, Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill, Martin Starr, and the plot synopsis is, for fun-loving party animal Ben Stone, the last thing he ever expected was for his one-night stand to show up on his doorstep eight weeks later to tell him she's pregnant with his child. What did you guys think of Knocked Up? Well, I assume we've all seen it before. Yes. I've seen it once before, actually.
0: Yeah, I've seen it before, many
1: times. I will say that this is one of the few, if not the only movie, in, in which I can stand Catherine Heigl. You can't stand, is that what you said? Like, this is the only movie in which I can. Or you can.
0: I get that. I'm not a big fan of Katherine Heigl. I didn't even like her in Grey's Anatomy when I watched the first season.
1: I honestly couldn't even tell you what she – I remember she had, like, a time when she was, like, in everything, and now I don't even know what she's been in.
0: Dude, she made her money, and I'm glad she got out.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but she was in, like – um, what's that movie? The Ugly Truth? Mm-hmm. She was in friggin' uh, – the that movie of Robert Life De Niro and it. Diane Keaton. Life as we knew it. She was in The Family.
1: Dude, I don't know any of this stuff.
0: They're all, like, stupid romantic comedy-esque movies.
1: Huh, <laughs> okay. 27 Dresses. That might be she, the only other one I've heard of.
0: She was in that movie with Ashton Kutcher where, like, he was an assassin or a spy or something. Licensed to Kill, I
1: think. Yep. Really? Nope, that's not it.
0: It's not Licensed to Kill?
1: No. Nope. Is it Side Effects?
0: No. She What's Side, side Effects?
1: Effect? That sounds familiar. Maybe she has a smaller role. She definitely would have a very small role. I don't know, man. I don't it's called Killers, Chris. Killers, that's it. Yeah, I don't know any of this shit. Wow, huh. Interesting. I guess I really know her only from this movie. She's not anything to write home about.
0: I'll just say that. But Wait, uh, isn't she
1: the, the love interest in The Ringer? That's what I thought, but I'm not seeing the Ringer on here. Oh, right there, right there. The Ringer, 2005. Oh, okay, then yeah, okay. <clears throat> Boom. Two movies I know are from. That's it. That's a movie we got to review. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe you can tell us about it and what you watched. <laughs> Chris, I would watch it, dude. I've been dying to watch that movie again. Let's you guys can talk. about you guys can talk about it and what you watched.
0: Uh, the, impra- the, the quotes I should not do from that movie.
1: Nope. Dude, I can't wait to put it in my top 100. Go for it. <laughs>
0: no, number 33, The Ringer. <laughs> Would you go that high?
1: Uh, bottom of 50, probably. But, I mean, Brian Cox is solid in the movie.
0: Dude, I'd say everyone's
1: solid in that movie. I also just really like the idea of, like, someone in the Special Olympics be like, like the Michael Jordan of Special Olympics.
0: Oh, my gosh. You are right. Anyways, I'm a big fan of Knocked Up. I do like Judd Apatow. Judd is the absolute man. He can't do any wrong.
1: Well. Yeah, it's does quick quite go there? What? That Judd Apatow can't do any wrong.
0: I'm looking at his filmog. I'm going to look at his filmography right now. Yeah,
1: you do I like that. Judd Apatow, the person, but like his movies can be hit or miss.
0: What are you guys talking about? From what I've
1: seen, all of his movies I, I are
0: absolute rippers dude salute rippers dude train
1: wreck <laughs> really
0: i never saw Trainwreck, train wreck so i wouldn't know
1: you guys oh, like, but up. you love all of his movies
0: yeah that i've seen oh my gosh there's no winning with you people funny people was great knocked up great 40 year old virgin he did three episodes of freaks and geeks wow good for him
1: Okay, but anyways, you're a big Apatow head. You're I like
0: I like Judd Apatow. I think he's he's a, one of the greatest modern day comedic minds. Okay. In Hollywood. Okay. High praise. That's a lot
1: of uh yeah.
0: Dewey Cox Story, you That's don't a lot mess of qualifiers. With Knocked up, Fun with Dick and Jane, 40-year-old version.
1: <laughs> I'll give him, you don't mess with Zo him. Fun with Dick and Jane, too? Oh, come on, dude. Not crazy Mm. about that one, but Zohan's an underrated gem.
0: And he has a movie coming out this year. The King of Staten Island.
1: I don't know. Chris, we're not talking about those movies. We're talking about this one.
0: I don't know, man. I like it. I think it's absolutely hilarious. I would say I'm down with the entire crew. The only thing is, I, I, the the friend group. I'm a huge fan of a lot of the stuff they do. It just seemed like way too much at times, which I guess is supposed to be the point. I just wish they would. I think
1: it's I think it's more tolerable in this than it is in the Forty Year Old Virgin.
0: I can agree with that. Like I Paul, agree. I do like I do like Paul Rudd and uh, Seth Rogen's chemistry. I think they do really good. Together.
1: Yeah, I like that in this one that they're they're definitely all sort of playing these insane caricatures, but it feels way more toned down compared to some of the other stuff that Joe Epitau does. Where, like you still get a nice riffing and you get some good jokes in there that are pretty funny, but it's not like, <laughs> over the top and things don't play themselves out.
0: That circus ole sequence, or even like when they get up to the hotel room and he's sitting there, he's like, There's five different chairs inside this hotel room. And I, I, I was sitting there, and I was like – or um, Alyssa tapped me on the shoulder, and she was just like, see, I know somebody who's exactly like that when they're high. I know somebody like that. I was like, shit, so she can relate to it. That's great.
1: That classic Judd. Just giving us something we can relate to.
0: I'm just saying. like, it, it did a good job of like showing the different type of people who get high, which I thought was kind of cool.
1: Okay. I will just flat out say – um, the movie's fine. I don't understand why this movie needs to be two hours and 20 minutes. Did you watch the unrated cut? <clears throat> it's The unrated one's too. The 13. one that I watched was... That's the one that I watched. The Oof. regular
0: one is regular two hours, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I was good. Even still, like this movie does not need to be two hours. What do you cut? I think it's more like you, you don't have to spend as much time with certain things. I think you could fast track some stuff and like still be okay with it, just because it's a it's just a standard comedy. You know what I mean? It's not doing any sort of in depth character study or even taking a look like a serious look at unplanned pregnancy. It's just playing as a comedy.
0: I can say that there it's isn't like, anything in this movie that I didn't enjoy.
1: It's like imagine if Billy Madison is two hours and twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm down with
1: that. Like, that's outrageous. There
0: wasn't a part of this movie that didn't hit
1: though. There's definitely At like least in they some try to way. hit, like they definitely try to hit certain stages of the pregnancy and I feel like they just don't have to So hit certain ones. I get it, but and,
0: it was like, so funny. What's the complaint the, about? The, it? the thing is it that like
1: funny. the I find it less funny as it goes on cuz it's just wearing on me. Like there's lots of stuff at the end that's funny, but, like, I'm not laughing because I'm just ready for the movie to be over.
0: I can say, The only thing I guess I can say that wasn't really funny was that, um, the sequence with the doctor at the end. Everything with Ken, Ken Jeong. Yeah, anything with Ken Jong, I guess I wasn't in on, but it didn't... You know, that lasted, what, probably, like, ten minutes, maybe? So I guess I should have watched the regular cut. <laughs> was that something that was in the regular cut, Jake?
1: Mm, what's stuff with the doctor?
0: To, at the very end, when they're giving birth, like the whole birthing process, basically. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I was in on that, but besides that, yeah, I think know, so.
1: yeah, it is.
0: Besides that, though, I am I'm pretty much cool with everything. I I laughed at everything in this movie, in one way or another. But it just seems
1: like it seems like they have like three different fights that could have been their falling out fight that you need so that they can have their reconciliation. Like, it seems like that happens, like, three different times. I definitely feel like it takes, you know, this this is just talking for the sake of talking for a review here. I do think that there are some parts where they're trying to stress a little too much and go back to the well about how they're incompatible people. Like, it seems like they definitely belabor it, and at some points maybe take it a little bit more seriously than it needs to be. Yeah, I can agree with that. I also think they spend way too much time with the Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann characters. Like, this isn't their movie. I really don't care what they're doing. Yeah, like, the whole whole side thing about him cheating, it it feels like it's in there to sort of out for a counterbalance – to the relationship just to see like two different perspectives on one situation and just to see where Seth Rogen would lie and to kinda get some humor out of it. But I think you're right. For the for the sake of the plot and what the movie's about, you definitely don't need that. That all, all that shit no, feels like it should be in this is forty. Exactly. Let's call it what it is. It's nepotism. He's married to Leslie Mann. He's given her some screen. She deserves it. Get her out of here. She's shoving those stupid fucking kids in my face, Judd Apatow. I don't want to see him.
0: That little kid in the beginning, though, when she was just like, I Googled murder the other day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: like, what came up? There's like just people on the floor dying. <laughs> that was funny.
1: Just because something's funny doesn't mean it deserves to stay in the movie.
0: (laughs) Why, though? If it's a comedy and is there to make you laugh, why not?
1: I don't know. I still think you should – there's still a certain goal you're setting out on and you owe it to your audience to wrap things up and to not take you on these random side things even if they're funny.
0: I'll admit maybe 220 in the unrated version is a little much, but if you can whack it down to two hours or even – you know, like two hours, an hour 45 to two hours is still a decent good
1: trip. I would say, I think this thrives at an hour 45. I'm i I'm fine with that. It's that extra half hour that really kills it. Um, I do think that there's – nothing necessarily a problem. Um, or maybe a slight one, depending on how you want to look at it. But I thought, honestly, some of the funniest stuff was all the banter between the friend group and nothing really to do with Seth Rogen. Like the gag of Martin Starr growing his hair and beard out to pay this the wager if they'll pay rent, like I thought that was hilarious, and all the different side like all the different comments they come up with to make fun of him.
0: It was funny. Yeah, I definitely could have used a little bit more Martin Starr because it kind of just seems like he was there to be uh uh to be the catch-all for all their insults. He's a funny guy. Like, I saw – watched him in Freaks and Geeks, and he's definitely got some chops to him, so I guess I could have used a little bit more bits from him.
1: Now, here's something. now do you think this – like, it's kind of a weird little thing to say that, like, Katherine Heigl needs Seth Rogen in this? Like, realistically, wouldn't she be way better off without him? <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, but that kid yeah, might probably. want Seth Rogen there. Like,
1: it seems weird at the end that it's like she needs him to raise this kid. But it's like you'd be so much better off not being with this immature guy that has – that's been stretching $900 for 11 years <laughs> Which, to, it is.
0: Kudos to him, by the way. But I think it's –
1: Dude, given how much he goes out and eats out, there's no way $15,000 is lasting that guy at dude, six he, years.
0: He eats a lot of spaghetti. There's no way. <laughs> he eats a lot of spaghetti. But, I don't know. I liked it. I thought um, I just, they definitely could have had I, Seth I there to help out with the child. Like, maybe they were thinking ahead for the kid's sake.
1: Maybe. I just... In terms of Judd Apatow, I don't think... This is his best movie, but it's just like, it's, just, I agree that the banter is pretty good, but it, it is still the same like Judd Apatow thing like early in his career where it's all just like dick and cum jokes.
0: Which is classic. Whoever, a, I, I will never <laughs> find dick and cum not funny. Let's just say that.
1: There was definitely a there was definitely a time when that like that type of humor thrived. I'm I'm a little beyond it now.
0: Oh, I'm too good. Like, for... when he's asking,
1: like when he's asking Jay Berchtel if like the, the Toronto Maple Leaf tattoo is like where he aims like when he's jerking off. It's like okay, like you're really digging <laughs> deep in the well on this one. <laughs> I think but I also mean, I, I don't like real. that like like the the whole like their website that they're building, like, is such an integral part of the movie and there's literally no resolution to it. we, we have no idea what happens with that website. But we spend so much of the movie talking about the website, <sighs> trying to launch the website, like what the website is, like and then there's, we just, as soon as it's not important, we don't hear about it anymore. Yeah, once you learn about Mr. Skins, it's kind of just drops off the face of the earth.
0: You guys have your opinions? I have mine. I don't need to know where the website goes. I'm okay not knowing. It provided its hilarity to me.
1: Chris, you can still be critical of a movie and like it. You know that, right?
0: See, but like... The thing is, is that this movie, there's nothing to be critical of,
1: I don't think. (laughs) That's just not true. I think it's
0: perfect. It's a perfect movie.
1: You even agreed you could cut cut out 15 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's not perfect. I get that. But uh, I'm down to clown. I, I can say that I was entertained by every bit of this movie. Maybe not the Ken Jeong stuff, like I said. But beyond that, I... I am okay with every single bit of this movie because there's not a point that I did not laugh.
1: Does Jason Segel come back in This Is 40? I don't think so. I don't think so either. That would have been a funny bit, though. I thought he was was in it for some reason. All right, let me look it up. As, like, who's her trainer that, like, teaches her how to do Kegels in This Is 40? I don't have any idea. I don't remember. I thought it it was Jason Segel.
0: I'm not going to lie. I don't remember much about that movie besides um, Paul Rudd looking at his asshole with the mirror.
1: mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Let me ask you this. Why?
0: Jason Segel is in this. Is
1: why where... focus? Oh, that's cool. Chris, just go ahead and interrupt me. Yeah, that's no very, problem. That's very cool, Chris. Thank you for looking at it for me. That's what I'm here for.
0: That one also <laughs> is two hours and five, 14 minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remember really? having the exact same thought about that movie, which is this is a bit too long. Same <laughs> with Funny People, that's way too long. That one funny definitely people. drags on.
0: I definitely liked Funny People, though. It got
1: it I got, like it, but it's like two and a half hours long. Why doesn't Why doesn't Katherine Heigl make a return in This Is 40 if it's her sister?
0: Seth Rogen's not in it either.
1: Yeah, what's up with that?
0: jody is though for some reason
1: yeah what the hell is up with that
0: i have no clue they cut Sorry. her
1: out her Sorry, time Zach. in
0: hollywood was over by then
1: you were proposing something to us yeah why focus on the pregnancy like wouldn't don't you think watching seth rogan like trying to raise a child would be far funnier than like oh, a definitely. pregnancy
0: Him playing with that kid
1: like, I don't know, it just seems like such, like, the idea of, like, being knocked up, right? Like, you get pregnant on an accident. I don't understand why we need to see the pregnancy or why the pregnancy is the focus. Like, I feel like you could have breathed through that pretty quickly. And then Seth Rogen realizing he has to grow up is when he's, like, physically not able to take care of a child because he's so immature himself. I mean, yeah, I like that movie idea. Fuck you, Joe Tom. Yeah, that's true. They don't even really use any any like anything throughout the pregnancy to really offer any good humor. It really is just sort of from. That's not true. I think the one thing they do, I guess, is this the sex scene where he won't fuck her because she's pregnant.
0: And that was hilarious.
1: I wouldn't know if it was go with farce as it was hilarious, but it's kind of funny when he talks about being afraid that he's gonna shove this dick in the baby's forehead.
0: Dude, how is that not hilarious? That just that imagery alone is funny.
1: But they definitely don't go use it. I don't think they use her pregnancy for any other sort of humor.
0: No, I guess that is a miss. Also,
1: in that scene, like Catherine Heigl seems to not be aware. Of what doggy style is, and that seems like a bit of a stretch for me to believe that, given that she is a grum doll. Yeah, what did she say? She just seems confused by it. Something like that reminds me of something else. Did you guys catch the scene where Seth Rogen says he's 23?
0: Yeah, I saw that. Oh, wait, really? He's definitely not 23 in this. He looks more like 33, 34. I'm supposed
1: to believe that guy is 23? I did not catch that at all. This movie is 2007. Okay, so how old was Seth Rogen 13 years ago? He was... 13 years ago, he was 26. 25. Yeah. 25. But there's no denying that he, he looks... That he looks yeah. 35 in that movie. I mean he was he's only
0: he's only years old when he was in this movie?
1: Yeah, he's thirty-eight right now, so thirteen years ago. Twenty-five.
0: Dang, he was successfully young. Fuck you, Seth Rogen.
1: So I mean he's only he's only two years older than the character he's playing. It doesn't matter. He doesn't look twenty-five. I'm sorry, Zach, but he is. He yeah, looks forty.
0: Get he's one of the it. hairiest twenty that's one of the hairiest twenty-three year olds I've ever seen.
1: Maybe it's just cause he was a little out of shape. He is doughy. The they all sort of were. Jonah Hill, know. especially. Definitely Jonah Hill. That's like forgetting Sarah Marshall, Jonah Hill, where he's like literally very round. Or super bad Jonah. When was super bad? That would have been, what, a year or two before this? Or after this, I mean.
0: No, it would have been before this, I'm pretty sure, wouldn't it? 2007.
1: i Super 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 bad. Bad was 2007. Yeah, it was. Same year.
0: Huh. They had a bang-up year. Good for those guys.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Bill Hader
0: was in this one, too. Yeah, They'll he's it. Catherine
1: Heigl's, like, Edinburgh or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yep.
0: And then Pineapple Express came out the next year. Dang, these guys <laughs> had it big for, like, two years solid. Yeah, they had a good stretch.
1: For sure. Good for them. All good things must come to an end. Yeah, it's true. It happens. It happens. <laughs> I'd say this is the end. It might have been the end. Yeah, hey, aptly named. Yeah, definitely everything post the interview has not been great. Even the interview wasn't all that great. It has its moments. Chris, you probably think it's hilarious, right? The interview?
0: Yeah. I'm not a big James Franco guy. Really? Yeah, I don't think he's that funny. Like, yeah, he can be funny, but I don't think... Him in that movie is just annoying. It's kind of hard to deal with.
1: Well, when we get to what we watched, I'll talk about a movie in which he's amazing.
0: So I can say Guilt Trip from then on was really bad.
1: What year was Guilt oh, Trip? I forgot about that.
0: Guilt Trip was 2012.
1: Whew. Yeah, it's getting pretty that bad. That movie is bad. That's getting pretty stinky.
0: Paul. I hear it. Paul from then on was really bad because he did the voice of the little alien.
1: Oh, Man, right.
0: the, the, the earlier I go in Seth Rogen's career, the more I'm just like, wow, no, this was the beginning of him going down. The Green Hornet, <laughs> another correction.
1: What year was that?
0: Green Hornet was 2010, 11? 2011. Okay. Monsters yeah. vs. Aliens, 2000...
1: Okay, Obs- I'm going to stop it right there.
0: Observe and Report was 2009.
1: That one wasn't bad. <laughs> So I think I think this is the end is the is the cap. <laughs> yeah, but this is the end could be like a like a fluke in a string of pretty shit things.
0: I think it is a fluke. It's it's such a good premise though. It's such a good idea.
1: When was this? Is the end?
0: 2014.
1: 13. 2013. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it was just
0: the fluke. <laughs> I mean like neighbors wasn't terrible, I guess. But like
1: but Green Hornet, Judd Appatower, Seth Rogan, and those guys didn't write it, right? This is the end? No, Green Hornet. Uh no. What about Observe and Report?
0: <laughs> Observe and Report two thousand
1: nine. Yeah, who wrote it? No, I think he uh, was involved in that. Jody Hill. Who directed it? Jody Hill. And he wrote and that person wrote J- it too?
0: Jody Hill produced Eastbound and Down.
1: Exactly. So you got you got to look for the series where they were involved, and it was starting to get shitty.
0: That's where all the connections go. But like the thing is, is that like it seems like those two years were really his it. You know, like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and then. Those are the only years that they were like bona fide stars because in 2008 he was in Pineapple Express and then Zack and Mira make a porn or Seth Rogen. And then from mm-hmm. then on it was just like sporadically scattered throughout. It was like Observe and Report and then Funny People and then he was in Kung Fu Panda and then he was in 5050. And then this is the end. You know, it just. – 5050 is solid. 5050 is a good movie, but it's not because of Seth Rogen.
1: Comedy was changing, man true
0: i'm still waiting for comedy to change they need a fresh crop of comedians to come in there i've been saying that for a
1: while i think you're right
0: and then sausage party was just so shitty
1: mm. yeah not pretty good
0: he's in the disaster artist i never saw that one but i heard that was pretty funny
1: i liked it Then i remember trying to rewatch it recently and having a hard time getting through it really yeah not a fan it was like a fu- good the f- funny the first time i saw it because you didn't really know what to expect and then after that that was kind of it that basically sums up knocked up no this is no i do- I can't say it. i remember laughing way more this time than the first time i saw it i wasn't a huge fan the first time
0: wait a second Frickin' Seth Rogen is set to be in a movie where it's called *An American Pickle*. You want to know what it's about? A pickle. An immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for a hundred years and wakes up in modern Brooklyn. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a PG-13 comedy.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. That's gonna be uh. That's gonna be swell. This is gonna be a terrible movie.
0: Oh my gosh. What are you doing, Seth? He's making money, dude. Good for him, but, like, I don't understand. What's the the guy he always writes his movies with? It's, like, Seth Rogen and, um...
1: Evan Evan Goldberg.
0: Evan Goldberg, yeah. What's that guy doing?
1: I don't know. It sounds like you guys are pretty tapped with Knocked Up. Yeah, I'm done. There's just not a lot to say. The Night
0: Before? I forgot
1: about that one. That one wasn't too bad. I haven't seen that. Like, the first time I saw this movie, I was 11. So, like, <laughs> all the comedy really hits. <laughs> so this is... Guess, now, are you... Uh, um, are you content with that we, that we reviewed this instead of 4-Year-Old Virgin? Yeah, I dislike 4-Year-Old virgin more so what is it about that because it's, it's way more childish yeah it's like okay so like i would put judd apatow like in this category where he thinks, thinks he kind of makes like prestige comedies <laughs> yep. but then like it's it's framed in this way that it's prestige comedy but then he all he does is make like damn jokes like i said like <laughs> I, prestigious I, I mean, dick jokes. I would not stand Jet Apatow. <laughs> I think that Jet Apatow's next movie is going to be a look at... It's going to be some sort of drama about somebody... Or a, a society that forced... They turned somebody into a psychotic killer.
0: Wait, are you Maybe. actually saying that? Or is that like... You legitimately mean that? Because I would... Probably yeah. watch
1: that. Yeah, he's going to leave comedy and do that.
0: Got to make your mark somewhere. I mean, Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill tried <laughs> to make their marks outside of it, outside of comedy. Dude, this, is oh,
1: uh, <sighs> this is what I don't, don't understand. Like, Judd Apatow is like a pretty big name in like, comedy, but like, why? What makes him funny? <laughs> the dick jokes. At a time when that was just the those are the jokes to make. Still I mean I could literally God. say this about Jerry Seinfeld, but like at least at least Seinfeld I get. Like Seinfeld I I understand. <laughs> Judd Apatow I do not. So let's see, knocked up was two thousand and seven, four year old virgin two thousand five. Um bads
0: two thousand seven.
1: But, yeah, but that's her. not a good Appetite movie. No,
0: it's
1: not. Funny People 2009. So, yeah, I guess all of those kind... Well, not not so much Funny People, but Knocked Up and 4-Year-Old Virgin definitely have a very... Uh, a lot of similarities between them. I have not seen Trainwreck, but I didn't exactly hear the greatest things. I'm not a fan. It's... it's Seth Rogen's dick jokes just flipped into the female's perspective, so it's Amy Schumer's vagina jokes. Yeah, okay. I
0: do not like Amy Schumer. I don't think she's funny.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just he probably just happened to be around at the right time when that kind of stuff just seemed to be funny, so he just had his time in the light. Kind of same thing with Adam McKay, though Adam McKay, I think, realized that that was done, so he switched, and now is making the shit he makes now. But the thing about Adam McKay is, like, they are funny. Like, Adam McKay's movies at least were funny. Like, Anchorman, Step Brothers, the other guys, like, those movies are still funny.
0: caladega knights and
1: like and they're funny because like if you enjoy stupid humor like there's going to be something in there that you can laugh at at. but like this is this the judd apatow movie relies on you to have the sense of humor that chris has had since he was 11 which is that if you (laughs) dick, it's funny
0: (laughs) yeah it doesn't strictly rely on obscenities
1: yeah, maybe they're, they're maybe it's slightly more refined because well, you got Step Brothers in 08, and then there's Talladega Nights in 06.
0: Anchorman 04, the other guys in '10, the campaign in 2012.
1: So they're all sort, so they're you know they're all sort of working at the same time. Him and Joe Apatow.
0: Adam McKay was involved in Booksmart apparently.
1: Yeah, he has, like a producer or something.
0: Their yeah, budget was six million. They did a good job for six million.
1: Like oh. I will say I about knocked up. I like Paul Rudd a lot more in Knocked Up than I do in this movie. Or sorry, in Four Year Old Virgin than I do in Knocked Up. I don't even remember what his character is in Four Year Old Virgin. He's the guy who like, can't get over his ex girlfriend. So he just always makes oh, an ass of himself. Yes, yes, yeah, that's right. Like, he's walking around the store with the camcorder, and he's like, hi, Amy, how are you? I'm great. How bet you've been... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Throws the camera down his throat. It's so good. Um, there's something about... I don't know. There's something about... I, don't, I can't tell if this is... If it's intentional, or if they just don't... or if. Seth Rogen and Katherine Heigl just don't have the best on screen chemistry.
0: <laughs> they don't. They're two different go with kinds that. of people, man. You kidding me? Like if, I, you, it, if you put if you put um, Seth Rogen and fuck uh, the Paul Rudd's wife in this movie.
1: Leslie I feel like,
0: yeah. I feel like they have a better chemistry.
1: Yeah, like I, I just feel like it's hard to picture Seth Rogen R- 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 in a romantic context. Yeah, well, I think there's also um, it. It feels like there there could be some decent comedy that comes out of you know two people who naturally don't have good chemistry, or you know are just op two opposite people, and so there's some comedy that comes out of that. But like I was saying earlier, a lot of the comedy doesn't have anything to do with them it's all around him and his friend group and, like, their immaturity is what's really funny.
0: I mean, they, like, they tried to do comedy based on their differences. I just feel like they were trying to play that as a comedic point, but at the same time trying to play that as a serious plot point, which I don't think you can... That's not a line you can walk.
1: Like, kind of going more towards the stoner side of, like, of her just being, like, saying that she doesn't smoke and then him being like, "Oh, wait, like what in the morning?" Yeah. Like the or like when the, or like the earthquake and he saves his bong instead of her.
0: <laughs> to be honest, I totally forgot you were here.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that is funny though.
1: So I just I don't know. It seems like um there there's way there's untapped potential in the awkwardness of their two characters. Oh, I, I do like here. I do like the scene, like when Seth Rogen has finally moved out on his own, and then like Jason Segel calls him to see if he wants to go out, and he's like, "No, no, I think I'm gonna call the night." And then like Jonah Hill's in the background, and he's like, "Ask him, ask him if he's gonna kill himself." You see? Like, hey, are you gonna kill yourself? Just tell him it's dangerous. Tell him erotic asphyxiation is dangerous. If you're gonna do it, you should have a spot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, he said your mom's already there, so don't worry. <laughs> Not cool. Uh,
1: there's something else I was gonna say, but I've since forgotten it. Um... Oh, shit, it might be gone. Something about Seth Rogen and Katherine Heigl again. I'm forgetting. Oh, there's. There also seems to be like this thing that they almost kind of venture into but then don't quite go into it which is sort of how just the television industry looks at women and how they would treat them differently if she were pregnant like it kind of seems like it wants to get into that but then almost it starts to maybe start to wonder like ooh, is this kind of touchy? should i not go here it's joda tell realizing if i do that i'll never get to make a movie again so i'm not going to yeah, pull the reins back a little bit. <laughs> Did am I the only one who finds it completely inconceivable that it would take eight months for her work to realize that she was pregnant? Is I, that how long it is? Eight months.
0: They definitely realized. I just, they definitely realized she was pregnant. I just think it was kind of far fetched for them to to for uh, them to have us think that it took them eight months to confront her about it.
1: Well, when does that when does the dressing woman recognize it does she notice it way earlier yeah like month two month three maybe okay like you can only hide that for so long yeah she definitely got very big so I don't know how it seems like month six or seven like she's just doing like she's just doing on, on camera stuff stuff every single day and they're like nope that's the same woman yeah. <laughs> Not buying it. You
0: know what they say, the camera adds 10 pounds.
1: Maybe that's what it was.
0: Maybe that's what it was. She wasn't actually pregnant the entire time. It was the
1: camera that did it. The camera got her pregnant. The
0: camera got her pregnant. The cameraman.
1: He- yeah, I like like as I think as Chris says, it's all in all. It's, I think it's I think it's somewhat of an of an okay watch. Um, it certainly adds a good laugh. It, it feels like one of those things that if you watch it in large enough gaps, you could get something out of it. Not something that like, you know that you want to watch every year or anything like that. You know, you have your you annual watch it. you have your annual uh, knocked up yearly review. March fourteenth. Every
0: single year, sit down, watch Knocked Up. That's a new tradition. <laughs>
1: <My> <laughs> yearly knocked 25 up years. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are you guys going to give Knocked Up, then, out of five stars? 3.5. Four. I'll, I'll go your four, Chris.
0: I'll go four and match you at Four.
1: <laughs> alright let's move on then let's get to some other things that we watched this week uh, Zach do you want to start us off yeah I suppose um, let's see I guess I'll just mention that I did something a little out of the ordinary I started a TV show
0: oh shit
1: we'll see how far I get into it before I stop watching but for now I am watching Dexter. You're going to quit. I've seen the first episode three times. <laughs> but I've started it three different times. Good
0: sign already. Yikes.
1: <laughs> I've started it three different times before, and, uh, you know, I'm on episode five right, right now, so we'll see. This show doesn't we have We will chance.
0: see. Out of all shows, Why Dexter?
1: I don't know. People tell me that it's good. So we'll see if it is. I feel like television shows is one of those things that you kind of have to be in it while it's happening. And then that's kind of it.
0: Or, like, at least have somebody to talk to about it. I feel like you can watch an old TV show if you have somebody to talk to about it. Unless it's genuinely good, you know?
1: Like, when TV is mostly just based off crazy plot points and trying to do plot twists... Like it really only feels exciting when it's like happening at the time and it's unfolding live, and there's like other people who are experiencing it.
0: That's not true. I'm still watching The Sopranos, and I find it riveting.
1: I also like don't care what anyone else thinks about something. Well, I actually don't care what anyone else thinks about anything. <laughs> like, oh, you're cool. Like, dude. Like, I, I, what a hero. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like. My viewing of something is not reliant upon, like, me getting to hear what somebody else thinks about what happened. Like, I don't care.
0: Then why even do this podcast, huh?
1: That's a great question, Chris. When we review (laughs) movies, I barely care what you guys have to say about them. Bullshit. I know Zach takes my opinion to heart. When was the last time I came to any of you looking a for a recommendation? No, like... Never. I don't go to you guys for recommendations either, but I'm definitely interested in what you have to say about certain things. You
0: should. I you would should like to think ask for recommendations from me. I'll have you know.
1: I, I like to think it's mutual shit. that you guys don't care what I think about them either. Oh, well, half the time, if you're I wrong. love Saw six or if I hate Saw six, <laughs> it probably makes it probably makes no difference to you. No, but I like to hear about it.
0: I can say on movies I have that are out of my wheelhouse, I'm interested in what you have to say. If you if we're talking about you know sorority slumber party 14, then no, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if I have to, but if we're watching you know friggin' uh, if I have to watch Mother or friggin' Portrait of a Lady on Fire, sure, I might take what you say into consideration. <laughs>
1: I certainly <laughs> thought, I certainly would never be like, oh, Zach didn't really like that movie. I guess I won't watch it. Like I'll still watch that's, it. I've that's make... basically the point that I'm making. Oh, that I'm not. saw what I am saying about TV shows. I'm more simply saying about, like the like the revelatory of things and being able to discuss plot points of something and being like, oh shit, can like can you believe that? It just doesn't seem as exciting like later on, like. I, I, think, I just don't think I'll ever watch The Sopranos. I don't think I'll ever watch Lost. I'll never see Dexter. I, I'll definitely never watch Lost. Like, some of these things are just... They came and went, and that's that.
0: But I don't know. I mean, there seems to be some sort of, like, power behind sitting and talking to somebody about, like, what's the, the in thing, you know? And being in on it. Like, there feels like some sort of power in that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, years later, though, where someone's just like, oh, yeah, I remember watching that. Oh, yeah, that was kind of crazy. And that's even, that. Even, Instead of being even, in it.
0: <laughs> even, like, even like years later, sitting, like, if you got together with a group of friends and you guys decided to watch a TV show, like, you guys decided to watch a TV show, I feel like you can get um, some sort of pseudo pseudo-experience. In the same way that you would get it as if it were happening in a big fashion, like when.
1: Okay, the- sure. Maybe if the three of us decided to sit down and watch something together, sure there'd be something to it. Because, like I said, there's two other people here I could talk about these things. But for my own general curiosity, just to be like, oh, I wonder how, uh, I wonder how Lost unfolds. I would no interest.
0: I, I don't care about Lost either. I just what's, use that. As but I what's the difference
1: between between that? At or any movie you decide to watch. Mm, the difference like we're is not, we're not always the watching the exact same thing. The difference is two hour movie, seven season show.
0: Let's put it this way you guys could convince me to watch a movie that I wouldn't have watched otherwise but there's no fucking way you guys are going to stop me from watching human centipede 1 2 or 3 so like i will gladly be convinced to watch a movie but you will not be able to convince me not to watch a movie
1: yeah like like one movie is 20% of a season of dexter no thank you
0: of a season too like that's the thing that's the thing with already established tv shows is that like Sitting there and watching the entire TV show takes up so much time. Like, if you're watching a show as it's going along, that's one hour a week. And you have so much other time to dedicate to other things. But if you're watching a TV show that's already completely done, that means that, like, you have to watch the entire TV show.
1: Yeah, but, like, if I if there's a TV show, right, like, like that's on – let's say I haven't seen – What's a popular show right now? Uh,
0: mm. Walking Dead is still on.
1: Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it's coming out with a new season.
0: <laughs> and from what everybody says, okay, so this new say, season is heating up.
1: So let's say, like, I had never seen an episode of Walking Dead and was interested in watching it. I, I wouldn't start it if it was still on TV. I would wait for it to finish before I even <laughs> thought about starting it. But I...
0: But then once it
1: finished, who cares?
0: Listen, I can say that I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Like, I, yeah, I watched season 1, 2, and 3 um, earlier, but then when I came and revisited, I wanted to get to it so that I could watch season 8. I finished it before season 8 started, and I'm glad yeah, I got to the point. Yeah, I know. sucks it's, for you, bud. <laughs> on the bright side, I did not have to sit there and wait to figure out what happened to Jon Snow after the, you know, air.
1: Right. Game of Thrones is a tricky one, though, because, like, there's a difference between, like, a show like Dexter and a show like Game of Thrones. Like, Dexter was a fairly popular show. Game of Thrones is a cultural phenomenon. True. That is not going to happen with every show.
0: I mean, what other shows have hit that status, though? Like, I can't think of many. Sopranos. Sopranos did M.A.S.H., Seinfeld. Like I, I can't think of many shows that have hit that t- that tier, you know.
1: Breaking Bad, uh, Doctor, Doctor Who. Trek.
0: Yeah, but Doctor, yeah, Doctor Who in a cult like fashion, Star-, not Star Trek. Star Trek. I still, I still would put that up with the Doctor Who, maybe just more popularized.
1: Uh, you don't think Doctor Who's more popular than Star Trek? Oh no, no, I'm
0: saying, I'm saying it's in the same vein. I'm oh, not okay. saying that one okay uh what were you saying before though breaking bad breaking definitely bad. definitely i definitely wouldn't put it above sopranos or game of thrones but it's in the same category it was
1: like phenomenon for sure
0: that people was, are obsessed especially when it hit netflix too like it had a second wave when that show finished on that ne- and it went on netflix yeah it was crazy like, it, it, it was already done at that point, and then everybody was like, hey, man, do you see they put Breaking Bad on Netflix? And then I was like, I'm not watching that show. And I have tried, like, two or three times. I cannot do it.
1: It sounds like great. I saw it once, and it was enough for me. I like, I had fun with it, and, but, uh, you know, I'm not obsessed with it.
0: I, I mean, I'm excited for there to be another phenomenon. I'm definitely going to hop on that train when it comes. Like, Stranger Things is kind of...
1: That's Yeah, it's <laughs> that getting there. Is it? It's, is it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, season one, I, I, I would definitely say that I've seen people talk about Stranger Things significantly when new seasons drop, and then as soon as you know everybody's seen all of it, it just seems to kind of dissipate, which I feel is kind of a downside to the streaming service side what of it, that? where it's not like a week to week thing. Nobody, you're not. It's not, not the watching
1: streaming this. service's fault. That's. Just society in general. We just move well, on from things so quickly to something that's
0: else. That's the thing is it is the streaming service's fault because not everybody's watching it at the same pace. If it's on TV,
1: it's being Great, Right, but we well, do it with I mean, more things than just TV shows. Right. They could go week to week if they wanted.
0: And they should. I think that that would help out their TV shows significantly. It would make people get on and watch that thing and then uh, – you know they would go on to get that one thing every single time, every single once per week. And then they would go on and rewatch it. And then they would go on and rewatch the season through and binge it. Like, I think that that would help those services.
1: I thought, I thought Westworld had the potential to be somewhat of a phenomenon, but not really playing out that way. After the first
0: season hit, a lot of people were talking about it, but it just seemed like it died down for a minute there.
1: Yeah, I think it was the second season. It just... I just don't think it could maintain... What Black it had Mirror. H- it. Black Mirror, maybe. HBO put too much stake into it. Yeah, that H- too. HBO also thought it was going to be the next Game of Thrones, and then it just didn't happen.
0: I never watched any of it. I have a meaning to get my hands on it, but I never did. I mean, Black Mirror kind of hit it a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, it did, and then Netflix killed no. it. With Bandersnatch, right? Just the new seasons that they did, they definitely it killed it. Oh, that's sad. Like it's not good at all. Uh, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything right now that's in the making of the next Phenomena. Probably hasn't happened yet. I mean, The Walking Dead is one. I guess it is a current Was one. Was
0: one. Was one for a while there it was like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead were like right back and forth it would seem from like a conversational standpoint and then like it seemed like Walking Dead kind of like decreased in quality and then I don't know what happened to it after that
1: I'd be curious to know like what I've missed cuz like I dedicated like 5 seasons worth to that show like what have I missed since then I think you have like a lot of deaths. Carl's death, right? Rick's death.
0: Who was the Asian guy?
1: Glenn. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, geez. I've okay. Technically, I've missed nothing because I've Various. read the comic series, so I I probably know everything that happens. <laughs> Very. <laughs> How does the comic series <laughs> end? Like, is this still is the I'm comic spoil series it. still is it still ongoing? No, it finished, um, I think two years ago. And it was done, like, it's done for good. There's a conclusion to the story.
0: They all die, I yeah. assume. Either that or they cure this thing. Right? Or they get formed some sort of mega-civilization.
1: No, you... I'm not going to get into it. Like, there's a lot of explaining to do because i me, tell me, tell you know, me tell 180 tell me, tell issues. Tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. There's 180 issues. There's a lot of them, yeah.
0: That's so many.
1: Are you looking it up right now?
0: Yep. (laughs) I don't care.
1: Don't don't care. There's just some things I just don't care about spoilers. Like, the other day... some of the other day, someone was, like, talking to Rachel about how there's this crazy plot twist at the end of Season 3 to Ozark. So I just looked up what the crazy plot twist was The Season 3 to Ozark.
0: <laughs> see, if it's a TV show that you haven't seen, I get because I don't want to invest three seasons just to see it be underhyped because that's a lot of time dedicated to one person's <laughs> word.
1: Yeah, so I didn't um, – so that I didn't really care about. I walked – I, like – I like I read it and I was like, Oh, that's I kinda knew who the characters were. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And then Rachel finally got to it and I was like, So what about that crazy ending? <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, it was crazy. Uh,
0: that's freaking funny.
1: Okay, let's see. I'll uh, tell you I'll tell you one thing. So like the very last issue technically takes place like years after the issue before it. Yeah. So like, it deals with like the fallout of certain events. So, like, the second-to-last issue, Rick is assassinated. Oh. Dang. And then in the last issue is, like, five five years later or something like that. You're no, going to have to put some... I think it's, like, ten years later. So,
0: <laughs> who's still alive from the original crew in the end? That's all I care about. Like, is...
1: It looks like it's... You
0: know, um, still alive or Michonne? Those are the
1: only two I know. I so. think, no, I think Carl, Carl's still alive, which is why it was like it was weird for them to kill him in the show because he lives. He's the one telling the story, it looks like. <clears throat> uh, yeah, society gets restored. A major portion of the apocalypse is ended, and walkers are still around, but are few in numbers.
0: That's dumb. Yeah,
1: well, basically, Rick becomes, like, this... Like, this savior figure, and, like, it ends with, like... Carl telling his kid about, like, the story of Rick Grimes, which is his dad.
0: That's one of the coolest names I have ever heard.
1: Rick Grimes?
0: Yeah. You're gonna have to put some sort of, like, asterisk next to the (laughs) title of this, saying, like walking dead spoilers or some
1: shit <laughs> i highly doubt that i'm gonna do that
0: mikey dow might be watching the walking dead
1: also the walking don't, dead has don't push away oh, they, they obviously listen. can't what, do that from what we just read the show is already like way past and like gone a completely different route like, is like isn't nagin is like, dead he, in the show and rick is dead and isn't Negan dead Isn't he a character who's
0: dead? I have no clue. That's the the chain bat guy, right? Like the barbed wire bat? Yeah. I have no clue. I know he survived the initial events.
1: I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but like, in the comics, he's such a badass. And like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan just isn't. No badass.
0: Doesn't quite make the cut.
1: Well, Zach, um, we say all that to say, wh- how are you liking Dexter? <laughs> uh, so far, I'm indifferent. So. <laughs> okay, excellent. This shows so Yeah, you'll finish this one for sure, bud. <laughs> <laughs> this time's the time, Zach. <laughs> Got it, buddy. Gosh darn it. I've been thinking, like, if this doesn't work out, I might try and watch Preacher, but we'll see. Zach, have you seen Chernobyl? No. Any interest? No. See, series, I'm more interested to watch than a season, than a whole show of something. I got Wikipedia. I can Google what, I, what happened. This guy not need ten Wikipedia. hours of a show. Guy's a fucking hero. <laughs> guy's a fucking hero. Oh, that's funny. Uh, let's see. I watched I rewatched Hustlers this week, guys. Do you remember, do you remember that old Why? thing?
0: Worse than before, I, I I'm assuming.
1: Um actually I kinda like it. I, it kinda went up for me a little bit. Um, oh, no. There's two big glaring problems for me. One of them I me just ask I wanna ask a question first go for it. Did you watch this movie on 420? I don't know, did I? Let's look. I watched it on 422. Okay, because if it was on 420, I don't even trust a single opinion. Everything's taken with a grain of salt on that. Actually, I didn't watch anything on 420. What'd you do? Um, I went ham on that short film so I could upload it to Facebook or to YouTube, technically.
0: Dang,
1: all right. Yeah, I needed to switch out the music in it, so I had to scroll through Epidemic Sound for some score. You didn't have like, anything on in the background while you were doing that? The score. Little Roseanne, little, little Everyone Lo- Loves Raymond. No, I had the score going in my ear, so <laughs> I could
0: everybody, Not everybody likes everybody loves Raymond as background music, Zach.
1: Dude, it's good. <laughs> also, actually, like, so that's another thing. I started watching Married with Children. I love Married with Children.
0: 90s 90s sitcoms. That's that's Zach's niche. That's his area.
1: TLC reality television and 90s sitcoms. I'm there. I'll watch them all.
0: Excluding Seinfeld, of course.
1: Yeah, we'll not watch Seinfeld again. <laughs> But yeah, Hustlers, you um, asked why I watched it. Well, it's because I bought 4K, so of course you got to justify it. You can justify buying it. Um, like I said, two big problems in the movie for me, really. One of them rhymes with Schmonstens Boo. And the other one is the side plot involving uh it rhymes with Boolia giles julia i just childs yeah julia childs connor giles connor giles <laughs> hey what's up buddy miss you um <laughs> he ordered food yesterday at the deli oh right on i spoke to him <laughs> on the phone did he recognize you i don't know maybe it was very sensual, so I would imagine it was sensual. <laughs> very soft and delicate. Nice. Um, <laughs> Chris, I'll say I don't see. I don't remember what I said the last time we reviewed Hustlers, nor do I remember what I gave it for a star rating. But I will say that any of the stuff that involves stripping or Jennifer Lopez. Or, like, any of the plots to skip money or J-Lo, J-Lo's booty. I like all that stuff. It really does come down to the journalist reporting on the story. It feels, I don't know, it just kind of feels out of place, I guess. Like I think I'd rather just be, just start at point A, work your way through the story and end at point B. Instead of this jumping around. I don't think it really does it any service. Heck no. Um, and then Constance Wu in the lead. I just I just don't care for her that much. Like There's some scenes where I think like she's fine. And, like, she kind of feels natural. And then there's others that it feels so forced. That it's almost brutal to watch her. Um, but... Looks great on 4K. I mean the club stuff with the bright colors looks really good. So that was uh so that was worth seeing. I do like JLo in it quite a bit, as I said. Uh, not Oscar worthy like everybody else was trying to say, but you know, still pretty good. And uh, yeah, I'll watch this again in another eight years or so. Eight
0: years. Ooh ee. Me. Am I up?
1: Sure Let
0: me just get to my handy-dandy list here. See, I've noticed that I use letterbox if I don't add it in after I watch it. I have to add it in all at one moment when I can think to add it in. So that's what I've been doing.
1: What? doesn't make any sense.
0: It, in my head...
1: Sounds like a flawed system.
0: I can rationalize doing it this way, so just be thankful I even do this. I don't right, sure, yeah, care
1: enough. one way or the other. Yeah, sure. I do care one way or the other.
0: Wow, Zach, you just really don't care, you fucking hero.
1: <laughs> Chris, okay. Yeah, it enough. seems like...
0: <laughs> start
1: it. it seems like you're All using right, box I... <laughs> to appease us, Chris. I'm just saying, you don't have to do that.
0: I am. I am. I am using it to appease you guys, but also at the same time, I have gone back throughout the weeks that I've reviewed movies. I forgot so many movies that I watched.
1: Yeah, that's why you should review – that's why you should log them when you're done. That's what I'm doing, though. Okay, good. I like it when you log stuff, Chris. I like knowing when you watch Onward.
0: Onward? Oh, yeah, that was last week. (laughs) Good movie, by the way. Give it a watch. Um. The first movie I watched this week was Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Mm. and it, It's just a really good time. The aerials in this movie are fantastic. The story in itself is really great. I, I can honestly say I'm probably going to watch this movie again some point in the near future, just because I liked it that much.
1: Whoa, top 100 material, Chris?
0: I can say probably... 75 to 50. Whoa. Potentially.
1: Was this the first time watch for you?
0: Yeah, this was the first time watch. Nice. I, I like Kung Fu, dude. It's badass watching two women hack at each other with swords. Oh, my gosh. Watching that dude just dismantle an entire friggin' little crew there. Oh, I, I'm in love.
1: Have you seen the Ip Man movies?
0: No, but it's on my list, and I want to watch that for this next week. Only the only one on Netflix I think is It Man One. I don't. I I'm gonna have to do a search for It Man Two and Three. Mm. But
1: can I ask you how long your list is of things to watch?
0: Dude, I scrolled through today. It's so long.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, I had to go through mine and be like, every time with we mention something to you. Like we always mention something, but like, like I haven't. Been- it's on my list and like i just want to know how long this list is
0: it's long like i sat there on netflix just pressing the button to see how long i would last i think i was scrolling for a solid like minute
1: yeah i had to be real with myself and go through and delete some stuff i knew i just wasn't gonna watch the bob lazar documentary that that came and went Time to move on are you fucking kidding me (laughs) no came it came and went don't care
0: oh gosh only way that's getting watched is if we review that next week, which
1: <laughs> which we're not.
0: My veto may have to be used if that's <laughs> if that's the
1: case. No, sir, you do not want to veto this.
0: The Bob Lazar documentary. That's me. the guy. That's the alien guy, right?
1: Yeah. He's so much more than that.
0: Here's here's what I'll do. I'll have Alyssa watch it because she's into aliens and stuff, and then I'll have her report to me, and then if she gives it a good review, that way. I have two sources, then I may potentially give it a watch.
1: If you like alien movies, they're releasing the McPherson tape through Vinegar Syndrome, which is like the first found footage movie, which is about an alien abduction. Uh,
0: no, I no, I don't mess with aliens. Ever since I saw the Fifth Kind, I, I won't do it. It's ugh, ugh, it stuffs creeps the shit out of me.
1: Is that the one where Liv Tyler and she wakes up every morning at like 3.03 or whatever?
0: Yeah, but like she's the she's doing the reenactments and like they have footage of like it's based on a true story and they have footage of like these real people having going through these events.
1: Not it's based on, inspired by.
0: Inspired by, my bad. But Isn't either it way, Mila
1: Djokovic, too. I thought it was Liv Tyler.
0: No, I think it's Mila Jokovic now that I think about it. Is it? Yeah.
1: This Mila Jokovic with black Evil. hair.
0: Resident Evil. Is that Mila Jokovic.
1: Fifth kind. Yeah. Wait, is well, it? Called it's called the fourth fifth. kind, so you won't you won't There we go. The I so. oh, I'm like I'm like what? This isn't even a thing. Oh, it is Mila Jokovic. Yeah.
0: yeah, that one it creeped me right the freak out. Like I couldn't finish the movie. And ever since then, I've had a hard time watching this stuff about aliens.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, it kind of creeped me out too. Oh, yeah, the thing with the owl.
0: It wasn't the owl, though. It was like, because I got a good portion through the movie, but there was one part with this, like, the woman came on screen, like the real life woman, and it was like a, an actual footage of her. And I was is it, like, is it, actually,
1: is it actually the real woman?
0: I think so, yeah. Because they have, like, recordings of this woman's, like, she was a therapist or a psychologist or something. They have recordings of her sessions with these people who said they were abducted in this area.
1: Huh. Can you watch those on YouTube? Huh? Like, I don't want to watch this movie, but I'll, I'll watch the raw, raw tapes. Can look you find up. those I, somewhere?
0: You could probably could. I
1: don't need to look it up.
0: Like, the fourth kind found footage, or the fourth kind footage, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. anyways crouching tiger hidden dragon (laughs) great movie
1: What a roundabout way to get back here
0: (laughs) great movie uh definitely would watch it again if i had to read it which i i didn't i'd probably give it five stars
1: i remember watching it in college super high i don't remember a lot about it i remember the first sword scene right which is like ribbon isn't there like ribbons involved and they're like throwing swords along around ribbons does that happen at one point
0: there's a scene where they like have a ribbon attached to the edge like the back of a sword and they kind of use that right, to right. fly yeah,
1: okay sure yeah I remember that and then they're fighting along the tops of the trees
0: yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's the aerial work in this movie is gosh it's so good is it's really Netflix good on Netflix yeah
1: alright I'm, I'm gonna have to give it a watch is it streaming in 4k
0: uh, that I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But still, like this is I don't I've never been like been exposed to kung fu movies before. I've never really given it a good watch. But this was for not having been exposed. I had such a good time with this movie.
1: Oh, dude, you'll like the Ip Man movies.
0: I mean, I like. See, I I've been exposed to like Jackie Chan kung fu movies.
1: Have you seen think, the raid? The what? The raid.
0: No, I haven't.
1: You'll look that one up too.
0: I will. The Raided It Man, on it.
1: Zach. Well, let's see here. I'm trying to find these real tapes, and I'm not having much luck. Um, I watched a classic film you last week you watch 12 Angry Men, I would say this is probably just as classic as that, or as highly regarded. Um, it's directed by um, Rob Schmidt. Uh, it's a 2003 film called Wrong Turn. Whoa. And <clears throat> I, I like Wrong Turn. It's, you know, it's pretty fucked, but... What's so, oh, yeah, so great about it? Um I like this one like the most out of all of them. Um this one plays like the most, like a kind of like a traditional kind of slasher movie where it's like these people in the woods and they're just being hunted by killers. Like this one like you get the sense that they're deformed, but it doesn't like play up their deformities like for most of the movie you really don't get that good of a look at them whereas like once you get into the second one and down the line like how messed up and fucked up they are like visually probably the main focus of the movie and this one they kind of stay like in the shadows for the most part but like what a thrill ride (laughs) do you also own this franchise on blu-ray zach uh, DVD, ah, but... Do you own a DVD? The pending Blu-ray release.
0: Oh, no, 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 I've got no qualms with owning a DVD. I'm just... I'm just shocked.
1: Zach likes to give people shit for things he finds impoverished, but then he's still in... Um, he still partakes in certain acts...
0: Listen, I can't technically
1: shit. they're not mine, so. Oh, it's I don't, don't know. Okay. Them. Oh, I see.
0: That's, that's in quotations. That was like, uh, him and Amy went to Bull Moose one day, and he was like, "Amy, do you like want these? Do you want these no, it was like, Yeah, you do.
1: It's <laughs> do like they were I'm in the house before gonna... I was, so. Uh, they're not mine. They were we just, just watched in... it. They were just in the house before you were. Yeah, so people lived just... here before me. Oh, they just magically appeared in that house. She lived here for like three years before I did. Ah, the wrong turn franchise just somehow appeared. Yeah, I know what a crazy idea that someone who lives in a house bought a movie that they intended to watch and then put it on a shelf. Yeah, that's a crazy idea. Who could conceive of such a thing? Yeah, so crazy that Amy, the one who doesn't even care for horror that much, just had all the wrong like all the wrong turn movies. Did you, were know. you looking
0: for a different movie but took a wrong turn?
1: <laughs> no, actually, before we started watching Saw, the choice where we could watch the Saw franchise or the wrong turn franchise, we saw first, knowing we would swing back around the wrong turn.
0: Why not both? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
1: funny. How many wrong turns are there? Six. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: Did you watch all six? <laughs> uh,
1: Not yet. <laughs> I've seen all six, but in terms of my revisits, I've only got through two. I've only seen the first one.
0: I don't think I've seen any of them.
1: I don't even remember liking them as a kid. What's wrong with you? I don't know what's wrong with me. Let's see. Uh, Early in the show, I said I would talk about a movie that stars James Franco, and he's particularly good in it. I watched Spider-Man from 2002. Ooh.
0: Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but they're making a wrong turn seven, Zach.
1: I know. I saw. I can't wait. Ooh. Are you there opening night, Zach? (laughs) Absolutely. I will be there to pick it up in the bargain bin at walmart which it will get its release for what's is it all the same like is it just these backwoods family in west virginia and random people just come through their territory and they terrorize them um i mean they're a little different like i can talk about it when i get to my next turn around but the second one is like people come to their territory invade them there's the fourth one is about like their upbringing like the the family like what happened to them okay and the fifth one is like uh it's about like some Halloween party and then and like people think like oh cool costume guys and then like they kill them and eat them okay as, as you do. I mean, it's like asking, are all the Friday the 13th movies the same? Like, yes, but, like, no. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see. Okay, as I said I watched uh, Spider-Man from 2002. There was a time period when I was obsessed with these movies. I think mostly because I had some sort of involvement. Like, there was something in me that cared that Peter Parker got Mary Jane Watson, played by the the beautiful Kirsten Dunst. Now, I don't particularly care for them because all the casting choices in this movie are very odd. Like, Toby, I'm sorry, but Toby McGuire as Spider Man is kind of an, an odd choice. He's a very odd, awkward person. But pizza time. But pizza time. And any of the stuff between him and, and Mary Jane is borderline as bad as the stuff between Anakin, Anakin and Padme from Attack of the Clones.
0: I don't think there is any good casting calls made in this movie besides Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin.
1: Yeah, and Aunt May is great. Yeah. She's so sweet. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben's great.
0: He's Mark like Sheen would have done a better job.
1: Bone saw McGraw, what a great casting choice for that guy. <laughs> Bonesaw is ready. Uh, I, I, you're I, I, I tell me that you, I'm three, three, three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> over! <laughs> oh. I got re- <laughs> to You going to tell me that JK Simmons is not a good casting choice?
0: Okay, uh, that's fair. JK Simmons was the best casting choice of the movie.
1: He's great. Willem Dafoe makes a great bad guy. Um but like I don't know, Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker is so awkward. <laughs> and like you can totally tell like how far they've gotten away from that now with Tom Holland. He's also like this cool guy who's pretending to be awkward whereas Tom McGuire is like legitimately awkward.
0: I feel like they have such a hard time I don't think casting Holland's Pretending to be awkward. Yeah, he is. I feel like he's playing the exact him and Spider-Man as the exact same person he is in real life just with a British accent.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um
0: they have such a hard time casting Spider-Man, but I feel like it would not be that difficult.
1: I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Who would you have? Who's Chris's ideal Spider-Man?
0: Give me a couple minutes. I'll get back to you. Let me look up some actors. I have nobody off the top well, of if my head. Well, it's not that
1: hard, you should, like, have some... You think they deal?
0: decide right on the spot, Zach? No. They take weeks. Do auditions.
1: Right, but you're saying it takes them weeks, and they still can't come up with some of that- that's good. You said it's so easy to find someone.
0: So give you me should five already know who minutes. It
1: is. <laughs>
0: give me like five minutes. I'll come up with somebody. I promise.
1: All right. I think I can talk about this for five minutes. Okay. So let's see some of the highlights. I do. Okay. <laughs> I do love how in this movie that when Peter Parker gets bit by the spider, he also he to, like automatically becomes this like comic book quality artist. When he's like sketching out his costume design and it's like literally you could take that design and plop it in a comic book and it's it's like that perfect. And then his like sewing abilities improve so much between his ha- – like his cage wrestling costume versus like this. But the Spider-Man costume ends up becoming, which I I do like quite a bit. Um. I like the idea. I just really uh, want to watch the Bonesaw McGraw part. I like. I do like the idea of him wanting money for, like, to buy a car to impress MJ. So he goes to this wrestling thing to get money, and then uses his new Spider Man powers. Like, I do like that. That's that's kind of a cool idea. Again, there were weight classes in cage fighting. This would never happen. <laughs> Did you know that the scene where Mary Jane slips and he has like his first encounter with spider senses and he like catches all the things on her tray? Do you guys know that that was all, um, that that wasn't CG? That was practical. They did. Yeah, she like, caught it. Like they did it. Like they literally did like a hundred takes or something, like an insane amount of takes to get that. I didn't. Did you know that? I did not. No. Nope. Um, nope. Yeah, Spider Man is okay. I definitely look forward to rewatching Spider Man two. And then. So. Do you? Think now that. Okay, so are you excited about Doctor Strange movie now being directed by Sam Raimi? No. I don't particularly care that much for Sam Raimi. Like, there's definitely this, like, um, this sort of celebrity thing around him because of the Evil Dead movies, but I don't particularly care that much for him. It's like, Spider- Spider-Man's okay. I, I, I remember liking Spider-Man 2 quite a bit. Spider-Man 3 is a flub. Though, this box Wrong. that I got... This box that I got comes with the editor's cut, so I'm excited to check that out just to see what that means. Hopefully, it means that they cut they cut some time out of it, instead of being that insane 220. Uh, but Drag Me to Hell, not particularly crazy about. Yeah, just I guess I'm just not a big Sam Raimi guy. Why do you like him a lot? The Ramster? I love Sam Raimi, but also I'm a big Evil Dead fan, and I love Drag Me to Hell. I love all three Spider-Man movies. So are you excited then for Doctor Strange 2, directed by Sam Raimi? No, but – Oh. I'm just curious. I think Doctor Strange is lame, so I don't don't – I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to be a quote-unquote horror film. I don't know how yeah, I don't horror. Know. I don't know how horror that movie can really get while still trying to rake in like Dude, a million dollars. I don't know. A bald Tilda Swinton is pretty horrifying. Not really. That's Not, a creepy look. Not her just like sitting. No, there. no hair on her head. Like eyebrows shaved too. Like that's kind of it's kind of creepy. Yeah, saw an end game. Wasn't that creepy, Chris? What do you got for Spider Man? I probably won't see it. So, your I have a couple definitely up. I have a couple people. Okay.
0: Logan Lerman. I don't know
1: who that would is. Would be terrible.
0: He would not be terrible. Uh, Josh Hutcherson.
1: The dude can't even act. Who Josh is Hutcherson. Is Josh, who is Josh Jeez. Hutcherson?
0: He's in the Hunger Games. Oh, get out of here! Him is He as wouldn't Spider-Man? be great. He wouldn't be the best. Uh, Ansel Elgert. No. Yes. No. Miles Teller. Because you can't
1: just pick. Oh, no. who was the stars? first guy you said? He's oh my a, God.
0: These oh these are good choices. Miles Teller is a good choice. Who was I will the
1: first admit, guy you said?
0: Logan said. Lerman.
1: <laughs> he was in the Dude, first He's a kid from Perks of Lerman. Being a Wallflower.
0: He has some chops though if you oh, saw these him are in all terrible Spider-Man.
1: What are you talking about?
0: Hear me out. Hold on. Logan Lerman is not the best. Josh Hutcherson's not the best. I have Elijah Wood. Then why are
1: you offering them what? up? Elijah Wood is Spider-Man? No, get <laughs> yeah. out. What are you? <laughs> 50 years old.
0: The only Oh, he, look, he looks he looks like he's 12.
1: Yeah. You, you have him. Right you now. have him. Yeah, him a, he's a he's a teen. Bubble. Yeah, he's you a high schooler. A,
0: you have him trapped in this little Frodo egg, and you won't let him out. He could be the next big Spider Man. Probably not right now, but at some point he could have been. Miles Teller would make a great Spider Man. No. Yes.
1: He's Pack- too old.
0: Yes. No, he's not, dude. You shave his face. You get you get him when uh, he was cast in the Spectacular. Now. And that man makes a fantastic Spider-Man. He's got the wit, he's got the comedic timing. Plus, I bet that dude could get ripped.
1: Because that's I'll, I'm not gonna say he'd be a good one, but I'll give you that. That is the best one you came up with. Oh my it's god. It's not great, but it's the best he came up with. I think Eddie. I think Eddie Redmayne.
0: Eddie Redmayne.
1: Why does that sound familiar? That's nope. Yeah. That's Stephen that. Hawking. Oh. Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking Exactly. <laughs> it
0: wouldn't be terrible. I mean, like, I was going to say, I was going to say Childish Gambino, but, like, that was a big thing on the internet, and I didn't want to go for the easy choice.
1: As Spider-Man? Yeah, dude. <laughs> no, I think we make a great Spider-Man. Hmm. Danny Globber <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson? Let's just. <laughs> Yes. You, would be. Oh my God. Oh, let's see. Good. Uh, I don't know. I they should sure just flip the roles. They should let. They should let Willem Dafoe be Spider-Man, and then Tobey Maguire be Green Goblin. That would have been weird. What about Jay, that movie. Jay Franco as Spider-Man? Not terrible, no. I guess. I feel like Dave Franco can make a good flash for the next Justice League movie.
0: I feel like he's too freaking snobby.
1: Why made what about Danny DeVito? <laughs> yes. Batman?
0: I will not fight that answer. I don't care if it's genuinely good. I won't fight that answer.
1: <laughs> I <Bachelor laughs> Hill. I could see Danny <laughs> McBride <Hill>. being, um, <laughs> Danny McBride beat Batman.
0: My my most popular tweet I ever made on Twitter was when they were talking about having a new James Bond was, uh, I want the next James Bond to be Fat Jonah Hill. And that was the, had the most likes out of any of my tweets. And I want that to translate over to Spider-Man too. I want Fat Jonah Hill Actually, to
1: play Spider-Man. I think Fat Jonah Hill could be Spider-Man and then Danny McBride could be Mr. Freeze or something.
0: <laughs> Danny McBride would be like... No, Danny McBride is a uh, Alfred. I know Everest.
1: they're not. I know they're not in the same universe, but I could totally see Danny McBride as a Mister Freeze.
0: I mean, the only on-screen uh, competition he has is Arnold Schwarzenegger, so it's not like he ha- really has to do much to be better.
1: Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: <laughs> Clearly, I touched
1: some sort of chord there. Arnie nails it. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you guys say. If you're gonna tell me that Kindergarten Cop is not one of the greatest movies ever,
0: it I is. Think you
1: should leave right now.
0: It is not. Uh, but his movie, what's that movie with Danny DeVito in it, the brother one?
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the greatest movie oh. ever.
1: Is that is that my cousin Vinny?
0: No, it's a. No. I cannot remember, I remember what it's called. Place. I'll look it up. Twins. Twins, yeah. Oh, there you go. It's Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> they like. I was. Those are the
1: kinds the of day. movies I wish were still made.
0: I was reading something the other day, and it said that um, Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted this movie to be made so bad, but they didn't have money. So what he ended up doing was he ended up foregoing his salary so that he could. Um, so that he this movie could get made, but he ended up getting paid in like percentage of of sales, and he ended up making like it's still to this day the movie he made the most off of out of any in his movie in his career. Interesting, because it was such a hit, or quote unquote hit.
1: <laughs> it's such a funny idea because they're nothing alike.
0: Oh heck, <laughs> it's almost like that's the idea behind the movie. <laughs> Something that
1: I wish, I wish they would put Arnold Schwarzenegger in It's Always Sunny.
0: They just have him replace Danny DeVito one day? No, <laughs>
1: just, no, no. Just no, for no. one episode. Danny DeVito has to be there. Yeah.
0: That would be funny. All right. For the next movie I watched, I watched "Wally." i I'm going to say it. It's the one of the best Pixar movies ever made. It's pro- It's probably top two.
1: Wow, what's number one?
0: I don't know. I'm just leaving space for something to take over. But Wally is fantastic. <laughs> it's so far that's number one. But I'm I'm leaving something the opportunity to take it over. Wally is incredible. Not a word is spoken for the first like 25. 30 minutes and there's this little robot just doing these incredible things and he works so hard he's got a little cockroach friend oh man all the the robot wants is love is that too much to ask for a robot all he wants to do is find some love
1: do you wish they would have commit to an entire movie of silence
0: no no once they bring it back to the human thing which I feel like you need to go there if you're going to go anywhere
1: Mm.
0: If you're going to stick with a robot world, sure, but WALL-E is the best Pixar movie there is.
1: (laughs) You know what (laughs) they say about robots and love, right? No. Sorry, WALL-E, no love.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, this one is an absolute six (laughs) out of five. Wow. That might even make my top fifty of ever.
1: Wow. Top fifty, huh? Heck yeah. Crazy. Alright, Zach. Um, the only other thing I have is, is um Wrong Turn Two. Directed by Joel Lynch. And I've seen this half a dozen times probably. <laughs> And I really don't like it. It's the <laughs> worst one. <laughs> hmm. It does feature Henry Rollins, and I wish he was uh, in more of them. Because he's cool, but... Yeah, that's really about it. It's about, like, a reality show that in West Virginia. Oh. And they come on to this land in West Virginia, and they start getting killed by the... By the people, happens. Does happen. Let me see. Um, I got three things. I'm just gonna burn through here to wrap up. Um, I watched The Little Mermaid. Probably maybe the worst, one of the worst Disney movies. Bottom tier.
0: Can back that.
1: Um, don't care for the songs, don't care for anything about it really. Uh, watched Peter Pan. That's still kind of a joy, a bit culturally outdated in their portrayal of natives, but all the other, you know, she but all the Sally, but all the other stuff, um, is great. I think one of my favorite things that I'm realizing, especially what I, I noticed when I watch Alice in Wonderland a little bit back. Like, the way they do the music in the Disney movies of the 50, like, I really like. That sort of has the orchestral theme to it with, like, um, like these professional people singing over it. Like, I just like that sound compared to the more poppier stuff that they do now. Um, and then lastly, I watched Finding Dory. Um what's amazing about this movie is that it's my third time seeing it um, the first two times watching it I didn't remember anything about it the third time I watched it I couldn't really remember a lot about it and now that I'm five days removed I'm still forgetting I'm forgetting things about it already you sound just like Dory exactly <laughs> like that like this movie has this amazing effect that it's Like, it's fine to watch it, but it's pretty unmemorable, and I don't know, it's just overly sentimental. Like, some of the musical beats that they try to, like, really well in there, Um, and some of the stuff they just linger on and just try to drill home, like, way too melodramatic for my point. Take me back to the classic of Finding Dory, am I right, Chris?
0: Uh Or Finding Nemo. Good stuff at Finding Nemo.
1: Good shit. Like Ellen show in general. <laughs> so don't remember a lot about finding Dory even five days later. So when I watch it sometime down the road, it's pfft, gonna happen all over again. Heck yeah! Bring us home, Chris. I watched um,
0: three other things, I guess technically. Um, I'll touch on it. I watched Dear White People again. Uh, still good. Waiting on a fourth season. Get on it, Netflix.
1: You watched all three seasons again in yeah. a week?
0: Dude, I have a lot of time at work.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of time at work. Holy shit. Uh, I watched the documentary Q-Ball. I really liked it. I'm not a big documentary guy, but like, I, I watched it. I was really interested in what was going on, and it really... It's focusing on basketball and the rehabilitation of these inmates, but it doesn't ignore the fact that these people are in prison for a reason, which I thought was pretty. Yeah, cool.
1: I s- what is this documentary? I saw that you logged it. I'd never heard of it before.
0: It's about these this team in San Quentin State Penitentiary up in Calif- over in California. Um, they're called the Warriors because like they're affiliated. Not they're not affiliated, but like. They have a well-known relationship with the uh, the Golden State Warriors. Okay. And how how this thing goes is, like, people go into this prison, and they want to play for this team be, uh, because it's a great rehabilitation thing. The coach makes them sign contracts to hold certain conduct, all that type of stuff. And they have legitimately good players. Like, they it's had like a guy. Coach,
1: like Chris Carter?
0: Okay, it's con- it's kind of like a Coach Carter-type situation, except, like, there was one guy on the is team. Is it
1: like Gridiron Gang?
0: Exactly like Gridiron Gang. Yeah, even—I'm pretty sure Dwayne The Rock Johnson's in this one, too. But um, this it. guy that actually tried out for the Golden State Warriors uh, D-League team, he didn't make it, but still, it's interesting because, like, how this team functions is, like, they have— organizations come in off the street or like community teams coming off the street to play these guys every week. But at the end of each season, the golden state warriors coaching staff comes in to play these guys. So that's like their NBA finals. Hmm. And it's just a really cool, um, it's a really cool idea to have these guys go through this. And I was interested in it. So I watched it.
1: I wish the, did they interview like, you know, like, the, you know, Y version of whatever is out in California. It's like these guys are like, all right, so today our game is against the hardest criminals in the world in San Quentin Prison. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, for these guys (laughs) who just play pickup basketball.
0: No, no, they go into the prison to play these guys. It's not not like they're going to some local high school and it's like the Harlem (laughs) Globetrotters today. It's like... (laughs) The the Harlem Globetrotters, but like that right we
1: have there, a different... that right there is the plot for Space Jam 2. This these San Quentin players is who they have to play.
0: <laughs> the Looney Tunes. <laughs> that would be amazing. First convicted murderers.
1: They're con stars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, they probably will gladly do it. Um. But I watched one other thing, too. I watched that um, the, guys, the guy was a guy who made Adventure Time, put something on Netflix, The Midnight Gospel.
1: Oh, I just someone was just talking about this today.
0: Dude, freaking awesome show.
1: That's what he was saying.
0: It's freaking awesome. It's literally just this uh, guy named Clancy who's just traveling around these different universes interviewing these random people. But they get into such deep conversations. And the last episode of the show... In friggin credible it's like because uh, this guy has an actual podcast, and I'm pretty sure they take audio from this guy's podcast and just put animation to it. And the last episode of this is him interviewing his late mother, as she has like uh something has something that's going to cause her to pass away. Wait,
1: what's the what's the name of the show?
0: The Midnight Gospel. That's the name. Is it of by
1: this. is it the oh. Duncan Trussell show? Yeah. I wanted to watch that.
0: It's, I thought it was really good. I, I haven't wanted to look up what this guy looks like because I don't want to ruin the character inside the TV show.
1: So, he does... He has an uh, an episode on the Joe Rogan podcast where he wears a gas mask the entire show. Why? Just because he's a fucking weird dude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whatever. He seems pretty smart. Like, like I can say that. Like, as the show goes on, there's only like eight episodes, but as the show goes on, it definitely sees seems like they start to catch their stride a little bit. And the the uh, once the content gets a little more widely accepted, because there's episodes where they're talking about like Buddhism and Hindu and all that type of stuff. But then once you get towards the later episodes, they start to attack like, um. Just, like, like general feelings that everybody has. It's It's more, less focused on, like, these ideas that people have had and more focused on, like, issues people are having and, like, how to cope with them and all that stuff. And they attack, like, death, loneliness, the marijuana. Like, the first episode is on, like 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 um, uh, drugs and psychedelics and all that type of stuff. And it's it's really interesting. And you, you find yourself wanting to listen to what they're saying, but getting lost in the animation that's happening around them. Which, it's super distracting. Like, you got to watch it once for the animation, and you got to watch it again to get, like, the content of the episode.
1: Hmm. 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 I'll check it out. I've been, someone was talking about it, like I said, today, so I'd be curious about it.
0: Oh yeah, give it a watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably rewatch it soon.
1: Sweet. Anything else for you? That's it. Are they like twenty-minute episodes?
0: Yeah, they're not long. I can dig that. It's twenty minutes, eight episodes. It's not difficult to get through at all. It's an easy watch.
1: I can dig that. All right. Um, do you know what we're doing next week? Um. I'm trying to get my hands on a copy of the Beast story, but I'm not having much luck. The what story? The Beastie Boys story. I'm hearing that that's not very good. Do you, okay. So you're not gonna watch it? We'll see. I'm uh, it's not, I'm hearing that it also doesn't sound like exactly what I thought it was. Isn't it just essentially like a live? Q and A with them. No. Isn't that basically just what it is? No. No, you sure? It's where like that's where it all started, but it's not what the it's a documentary about that and also about them. Hmm. Like I definitely want to check it out because I just I like the Beastie Boys. (gasps) And directed by Spike Jones. Care less about that. More just want to hear about the Beastie Boys story because I very much like to would read like I'd like to read their their biography. Um, but it. are good. you saying possibly review that next week? If I can. if we can, yeah, that could be cool. Cool, I'm if down not, for that, Chris. Well, I didn't do I, anything I,
0: else. Sorry, I was distracted. What What do you guys want to review?
1: The Beastie the Boys. The Beastie story? Boys story. Sure. Yeah, that works. Might do that. Sure, try to make that work. All right. Anything else anybody needs to mention here before we sound off? I got a question. Sure.
0: Have you guys heard any release date on Spike Lee's new movie?
1: I didn't know that he had a new movie. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, he has a movie coming out called The Five Bloods about five guys who are going back to Vietnam to find their innocence or something is what IMDb is saying. But it's set for a 2020 release date on Netflix, and I'm trying to Interesting. see if there's any word on an actual date. Hmm. It says it's completed, and it's expected this year.
1: Interesting. I've not heard of this. Yeah. I have to look into that. Um, okay. Come back next week. You might hear us talk the Beastie Boys story. Maybe you'll hear us talk about something else, depending on how things play out. Um, but regardless, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Keep staying safe out there. And until next week, bye-bye. Yeah.